Hello everyone and welcome back to Your Art Thing, a podcast where we have a little chat about all things art over a nice cold beer. Well, usually over a cold beer. I'm having a beer, Dan's been to the dentist, he's not allowed to have a beer, he's on antibiotics and he thinks it's going to kill him. So yeah, g'day Dan, how are you? Hi Nick, how are you going? I've just been to the dentist. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, set you up for that, didn't I? It did. How could I resist? Yeah. yeah. Hi, mate. <laughs> Good, man. How's your face? Uh, it's all right. It's better than it was over the weekend. Cracked a tooth nope. and fucking killed. It's no bloody good. Nah. Too many lollies. Nah. Too many nuts. <laughs> Too much junk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I cracked it on. I can't, I can't remember doing it, but there was a massive crack in there. So, And you know how I like my massive cracks. Yeah, so I had to get it fixed. Period. How you doing? Yeah, good man. It's been a while. I, uh, yeah, it has. It's been ages. It's a, it's a Monday night. It's uh, late, but that's okay. We're we're going we're gonna get it done. What are we uh, What are we going to talk about today? Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. Did I jump the gun on that? Or are we Are we done talking about yeah. what's been happening? Oh, I've had nothing happening. I've been in a rut for a while. For like, I've been sick, and then <laughs> personal stuff, yeah. and then the tooth. So I haven't done anything in like a few weeks. So I got nothing to report. Fuck, How about that's you? Depressing. That's real depressing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know. I was. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about those portraits that you started doing because that was sick. Yeah, I started doing. I've still got a bunch half done. I just. I was doing them and then I got sick. I got I thought I had COVID. I was 100% sure I had COVID, but it wasn't COVID. It was just the flu and I'm a wimp. So that put me out for like 10 days. Like seriously, I was just not right for a good 10 days and didn't do anything. Just watched shitty TV shows and listened to podcasts. And yeah, so I put them on hold. But yeah, I'll get back to them. That's, that's my next plan. Keep doing those. You're keep a mess. doing the... I'm a mess. Yeah, seriously, I I am, and I I need to um pull yourself together. I need to focus. I need to focus. Like I, I remember when we started this, I was thinking, you know, you I think you asked a question like early on in this podcast. Um, you know, where do you want to where do you want to go with your art thing? And I was like, oh, you know, I want to figure out what I'm going to do this year. I want I want to figure out what I'm going to do with the whole thing. Am I going to do client work? Do I want to do just concentrate on doing more of my own stuff? And I haven't, I haven't done any of that. <laughs> I haven't put <laughs> proper thought into it. I haven't, I don't know. I'm a bit of a mess. I need to refocus and just really sit down and think about it. I'm sort of in a position Ooh. now where I can do that. I've got a bit of time. Work is good, day-to-day stuff. So I think I just need to just take the time the next month or so and just figure out really what I want to do with it. I'm going to do something for sure. It's not giving up. I'm just, just got to figure out where I want to take it. So yeah. I'm sure you'll get there, man. Once you get over yeah. your, all these illnesses. <laughs> yeah. If I'm alive <laughs> in a couple of weeks. How about you? Mm. How have you been up to? Uh, I've been drawing pictures, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm, that's uh, good. <laughs> Back to work now. I'm back to the dirty day job, but it's uh, it's not too bad. It hasn't been too bad, but um, I miss just not 
going to work every day. That was great. I had three months off when the little bub arrived. Oh, yeah. So that was How tremendous. hard was that going back? Yeah, it was pretty difficult. I was even, I was like, I've done that job for like 15 years and I was nervous to go back because I was just like, fuck, I don't even remember how to do that shit. But anyway, yeah. no one wants to hear about that, do they? No, that's the reality, man. No one wants to hear about that shit. <laughs> Been yeah. uh, drawing some stuff for some stuff and uh, dabbled back into the freelance a little bit, which I wasn't going to do till later in the year, but um, I don't know. Had a bit of free time, so. Decided yep. to Has... take on a take on a job that probably shouldn't have. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> okay, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, um, and how's things going for your show? Still putting some pieces together for that. Yeah, good man. I'm uh, I'm I'm not going to say I'm ahead, but I feel like I am on track. So that's kind of why I took on one freelance job just to get some more money in the bank to pay for some more stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all going good, man. I've just got to good, good. do all the all the little finicky bits for it and finalise everything. I've still got a couple of months to go, so I'm just worried it's going to creep up on me real quick, but it should be all good. <laughs> yeah, we'll it will. Yeah, it'll creep up on yeah. you for sure, like, like everything does when you've got something planned ahead. You know what we should do? We should do an episode of brainstorming your show, like ideas. It's probably too late. might be what? too late. I don't know. It's only a couple months Yeah, away. don't give me ideas now. I <laughs> know. Oh, should have done we'll that do it like after a the year show. ago. Yeah, we'll do it after the show. We can talk about what you should have done. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll after I failed regret. miserably. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking blown all my money. <laughs> Time and effort. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> We'll sit here just be like, oh, you should have done this, Nick. We'll get heaps of people on, like really successful people. And I can what just you should have done, done is not had an art show. <laughs> Would have been way less stressful. Nah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Let's hope so. All right. So, so we're talking yeah, about sure. money. Yeah, today we're talking about money. Everyone asks us to talk about money. So we're doing it. We're going to talk about money, but. We don't want to come across like we know everything about money. This is just a conversation. We've written down some questions we want to ask each other. So it's almost like we're interviewing each other. And we're just going to, you're going to find out how we do things. Um, so, yeah, we don't want you to think that this is how you have to do it because what do we know? We're just a couple of idiots like you guys, right? Sorry. <laughs> Calling oh, out audience idiots. Fucking hell, that's that rude. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> They no, waste I don't know. Money's a tough one, and when you're uh, when you have your own little freelance gig or whatever, mm. it's kind of hard to figure out what to do on your own because uh, it's definitely no yeah. written rule book as there is with a lot of other professions. So you kind of make it up as you go. So we'll give you an idea today of what we do, and hopefully that falls in line with what you do, and you can choose to. Take our advice or not. Yeah, we might give you a different perspective or at least make you a bit less scared of money because I used to be really shit scared of how to price up a job, if I was going to be too expensive, too cheap. Like it just, when I first started, I would, you know, I'd make myself sick on, you know, everything to do around money. 
I already have an unhealthy relationship with money. Like <laughs> not in a not like in a bad way. I'm not like a con man or anything. But like I just, you know, I'd get ner- I'd get nervous around I used to get nervous around quoting, invoicing, um taxes especially it used to scare the shit out of me. Um so yeah, even maybe us talking about it will make you guys a little less scared of it. It's a very scary thing. Well, I can't imagine like <laughs> I'm pretty flexible with it, having my day job as well. So mine's a yeah. little side hustle gig. So it, it, money doesn't worry me too bad because I have that income each week. But I can't imagine how stressful it must be for yeah the full time artist to I don't know just yeah it's just such a like guessing game I guess. Whether you're yeah. going to get paid, whether there's work coming next week, or you are, you own your own business, you know all about that. So it'd be good for us to have a chat and, uh, yeah, yep. split opinions. Yeah, let's do it. So, let's first question, it. I'll ask you first. Go. So, how do you price up a job? So, how do I pricing price up, up a, job. a job? Yeah. What do you do? What comes into so, play? What are you thinking? Usually. Well, let's let's just say that I'm still learning. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. but I'm still learning. Like I, yeah, I'm never gonna say that I know exactly what I'm doing. But these days, if someone comes to me with a freelance job, little idea or whatever, yep, I will get as much information out of them as possible. So to begin with, I'll say, well, they always ask you what your rate is first. And then you hit them with the budget question and then they don't answer the budget question. So I always just say, look, um, so many dollars an hour. These days I charge $80 an hour. I started at like 50, I think, when I started doing freelance and I yep. upped it a bit. So let's not be scared to share dollar figures. No, no, <laughs> um, I'll share mine too. But uh, yeah, these days, if they're happy with that, hourly rate like it doesn't scare them off straight away i'll say go to my instagram pick a few different um you know pieces of mine that you like um and then i always make this is weird and the people wigs people out because they're coming to me to draw something but i always try and make them do a little sketch of what they have in mind even i always say doesn't doesn't matter how shit it is just draw me something because Nine times out of ten, someone will say, oh, I don't care. You just do whatever. And then you spend heaps of time doing it and they'll go, oh, that's not what I was thinking. So it's a waste of time yeah. usually. So I'll do that. And then once I've got a rough idea of what they want and how detailed and how complex it's going to be, I'll go back through some of my other pieces um, and kind of see how long they've taken me. And that gives me an idea of that hourly rate. And then I usually add a little bit onto it. So I usually add like 10 or 15, sometimes 20%, depending on what the job's going to be. And that's how I come to my final price. But in saying that, I don't usually give them a quote. I usually say, I've said this before on the podcast, I usually say, I don't give quotes. It's too much of an unknown being, you know, illustration. Um, So I'll give you an estimate. It could be between this and that um but usually the lower number that i give them 
will be the number that I would quote them, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Gives me so room after to you've move. done all those calculations, that would be a lower number, and then you go beyond that. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I haven't done many massive freelance gigs. Like I've only done, you know, things that take ten to fifteen hours at the most. So I can usually get within that pretty somewhere pretty close to having the price right. Um, yeah, and like I said before, having that day job income i'm not too worried if i go a couple of hours over and waste a couple of hours it doesn't really bother me but yeah yeah but you've already sort of told them that you've got that hourly rate so if they go over they're expecting to pay that a little bit extra as well yeah i guess so um i have done it a few times i've gone over the lower number and yeah i don't know i haven't really done that much freelance like i've probably done less than 50 jobs i reckon so i've been pretty lucky and everyone's been pretty happy with the pricing and they've paid (laughs) so can't be going too wrong i guess no it's working yeah and 50 jobs that's still that's still a decent that's a decent amount to get a good idea on what you're doing that's not like 10 that's not like five jobs or anything like that that's that's a good amount yeah and that's the thing man like just straight away like you're not gonna price a job and get it spot on straight away like i've messed it up a hundred times not messed it up but you know like i've finished a job and gone oh i should probably should have charged a bit more than that or oh maybe i've charged too much for that but in not giving a quote i've always you know if if i said to someone this is going to cost you seven hundred dollars and it takes me half that amount of time i won't still charge them seven hundred dollars i'll say look this took you know it was a bit quicker than i expected so it's going to cost yeah. you this much. I'm not in it to. Oh, that's yeah, pretty good. Rip, that's honest. Rip anyone or make a million dollars, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, you, yeah, no, that's, it's, that's fair enough. It's word of mouth too. Like you want, you don't want people saying, you know, like this guy drew this thing and it cost me fifty grand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you How leave you them price? with a really good feeling. Um, so I, I price like... up similar um now i'll go f- i'll depends on I, I i i usually would give them a quote so um what i would do is they would come i'd ask i'd try to get a good brief off them so get as much info as i can and when i'm talking sorry i'm talking about sort of what i do in my own business which is everything from web design um even illustration uh, graphic design digital marketing and all that. So that's how I price up this sort of job. Um, they'd come to me with the project. I'd, I'd get a, as much info as I can. And then I'd go back to them uh, with a price range. So I'd say it cost between this and this. Um, my rate at the moment is 150 an hour for that stuff. Uh, but I've got clients that are still on like 60 bucks an hour, like really old clients that I've been working with. And I, I generally don't put my prices up for them because they've been with me for a long time. So I try to price everything sort of around that range. Um, and I've, I only got there by just going up little by little. And each t- each step I went up, like I used to, you know, I went from when I first started out, I was doing like $40 an hour or $30 an hour when I first started. And then I'd 
went to like 50 and I just kept going up slowly and each time was like a heart attack and a nervous breakdown because I thought people would say no. But slowly I've got enough confidence to sort of get up to that that 150 an hour mark and I price everything based on that. So I won't tell them that necessarily. I won't tell them my hourly rate all the time. I usually put together a price range of a um, for that project and then I'll say at the end of the quote, you know, ongoing work, it'll be 150 an hour. So they know if it's beyond that, that that's what they're going to be paying. Um, this is your... Yeah, that's um, how I price it up. This is your day-to-day job. So this is where it differs from yep. mine. So it's it's I don't have to factor in my super and my holidays and all that stuff that you would have to factor in every day. So... Hundred and fifty dollars yeah, yeah. an hour for your, you know, that's that's your income. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's hundred percent my like, income. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, at the end of the day, you're not getting that full hundred and fifty an hour. You you have to nah. yeah pay for your overheads yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Overheads, taxes, and you know, everything sort of comes under that. So yeah, I've got to put in, and also I put in. You know, I usually when I when I price it up, like if if I know something's going to take me, for example, ten hours, um, I'll definitely always put in a little bit extra. If it's a new client, I'll always add an extra, you know, twenty percent, um, because I don't know what I'm dealing with yet. I don't know if they're going to be a client that's going to be, you know, hard to deal with or easy to deal with. Are they going to? Is there going to be, you know, ten phone calls a day? Um, and if there is, I don't want to hate the job. Um, so I put a little bit extra and it makes me a bit more comfortable and you can always, you know, always, I always go into a quote thinking I can always drop it if they come back, not happy, but you can never raise it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's how I always sort of send them off now. Um, it's still nerve wracking a lot of times, you know, you send something off and you think, oh shit, is it too much? Um, but yeah. How I price what about it and and what? also I will price differently based on clients. So uh, I was just about if, to ask you that. Yeah, if a little guy comes to me, like you know, small operator, um, I'll I'll give them a different rate. So in my head, I'll um, yeah, like I'll I'll take you know, depends on who it is, but you know, I'll drop you know, as low as sort of a hundred an hour and work out on that. Um, and if it's a bigger client, I'll add a bit more on top. So if it's a, you know, if I know it's a large client and I know they can afford it or what I'm offering them is going to make them more money than, you know, than the other guy, then I'll, I'll factor that in as well. So definitely based on client as well. Yeah. There's always like licensing and, and that type of thing as well, but mm. we're not going to get into that depth. I don't know much about yeah. that, but um, yeah, Neither. I always wondered what happened there with like bigger clients. I haven't really had any massive clients, so I haven't had that um, happen. But I did listen to a podcast where a guy was talking about doing work for a very famous comedian, and the the he stated the price that he gave him. And uh, the guy, the guest who they had on said, 
pretty much stopped him and said, no, 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 what you need to do, if that guy comes to you, you add a couple of zeros. <laughs> and I don't know if he was yeah. being serious or not, but I was like, shit, how do you do that? And, and well, I don't know, just because that guy has more money, why would you charge him more money? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I find that kind of strange. Yeah, you do. You have to because what I found, I used to try to always be the cheapest, right? I used to always think, okay, if I'm the cheapest, they're going to go with me, right? But then as I started to work for bigger and bigger clients, what I realized is when you quote low, they actually see that as a reflection on your work and what they get. They don't want that. Like they can go to Fiverr for that or they can go somewhere else for that kind of rate. So if you quote a little bit higher and maybe higher than you're used to quoting, they'll actually think that that's a reflection on your work. And hopefully it is. Um, so, but you got to go, you got to do it with confidence. You know, you got to be like, at least, at least outwardly fake it. Um, and you just got to be, yeah, firm with the bigger clients and say, that's my rate. And you got to understand that, you know, they are paying 100 150 200 $200 an hour for some services so it's not out of the realm to ask for that sort of money um even more so and you got to look at the value you're giving them too right so don't sell yourself short um but yeah being the cheapest is definitely not always going to get you the job it can actually look really bad for you true that's what Very i've convinced true. myself of i just find <laughs> it weird that say if i go to buy a car and i have yeah. a certain amount of money then if that rich person came to buy the same car it wouldn't be more expensive they would just buy a more expensive car does that make sense yeah <laughs> the, yeah, yeah so yeah. why why should the rich person pay more for the same service as the not rich person well yeah i get what you're saying um it's all i think it's all and it's not always the case i mean you know if they're coming to you and then and you know it's a small job or something or you know uh then you might charge them the same but if they're coming to you and they want something done right you've got to think that they want it done right and they're willing to pay for it and they can pay for it they are bigger. They might have also a bigger reach. So the what you draw for them, they might put it on 10,000 shirts instead of the other guy who puts it on 15 shirts. You know what I mean? Um, mm. So you've got to where factor that stuff in as well. I think that's where the licensing comes into it. Like I don't know. I haven't had a big client like that. But the way I would think I would tackle it is I would probably do a similar price to the little guy for the work but then suss out their kind of estimated profit value and be and say like all right well i'm going to bring in some sort of licensing thing where you can use this product for 12 months for this amount of money that you pay me and if you want to use it ongoing and make more profit the next year then you need to pay me this much again or i have heard that people sell their work outright to say like you can use this and make as much profit as you want but you have to pay me you know this much yeah. money yeah like it's a one tough off, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of factors but 
I've only ever really, yeah, worked for the little the little guy who's not gonna make a absolute killing out of my artwork. So I don't really enforce any licensing or anything at this stage. But yeah, I look forward to figuring that out one day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you, the job you did for that, um, the last one you did with those animals and the for the accessories company, that was sort of a big company, right? Those car accessories? Yeah, it, like the... it was for a big company, but they uh, aren't using that so much for profit. It's just for their ambassadors. So it's... Oh, yeah. I think, I think the problem they had is that they make all this upmarket um, bike racks and car racks and all this real expensive stuff, but it's primarily for mountain bikers. Um, and the guys that they sponsor are a bunch of young ratty dudes that can't afford their shit and won't wear like fancy stuff. So I think they wanted something a bit rough around the edges, <laughs> maybe for their, yeah, yeah, you know, something with a little less seriousness about it. So I think the whole idea of it was to yeah not make a fortune out of it, just to bring in the bring in a different type of um of you know client to their stuff maybe. Yeah. But uh, if they if they're listening and they are going to make a fortune out of it, then make sure you hook me up because that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have got stewed. Yeah. There. Thanks for bringing that up live on air. <laughs> we can cut it if you want. No, I, I love that job you did there. Um, no, they were really yeah, good so, to do with. Yeah. Yeah. Good, so I think we covered money. how to price up a job. Yeah, man. What was the... Let's move on. All right. What um, was the next... What's next on the agenda? All right. When and how do you invoice the client? Like, uh, do you take a deposit before work? Do you... Do you, do you make sure they pay before you send them the files? Do you do progress payments? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. So I think we might have talked about this a little bit on the potty before, but there's a few big factors in this one. Um, so always take a deposit first. Heard people say this a heap of times, and I've been lucky enough to not have to chase too many people for money yet. But I could see how you get stitched up spending a lot of time doing something and then someone just ghosts you. So to find out who seriously wants you to, uh, to you know, do work for them, then you want to get a deposit straight away. So figure out your price and then I usually invoice them straight away before I've touched anything for half of it. I just do 50% straight up. Um. Yep. Once they've paid that, once it shows its face in the bank, talk to them or get some more ideas going, sketch some stuff up, and then I always send them a, a sketch. So I don't know. It's really important not to waste too much time because I've been stuck before where I've taken off in a direction that I thought was cool and spent a heap of time on it and then sent it through and that's they weren't vibing it. So I've had to backtrack a bit and I've wasted, you know, couple of hours but um anyway back to the invoicing thing yeah i only ever send two so i'll send i heard people um send like progress payments but like i said before i've only i don't spend huge amounts of time on it yet so yeah i usually send that original 
um, invoice for to get things started and then I'll invoice them once I've finished the work and I've sent them a just a shitty photo that they couldn't really use for anything um, yeah. to, to get the, you know, thumbs up, all clear, they love it. And then I'll, yeah, send them a final invoice. Once they've paid that final invoice, I'll send them a Dropbox link to all the, all the files they need. Yeah, you're pretty good. That's way better than me. Oh, I'm terrible. Thanks, man. <laughs> what really do you mean? Good. Like, I, I feel like you, I feel, I feel like a dickhead saying all this stuff because I feel like you have a crazy day business where you would just be all over this shit. I feel like you're just sitting there going, "Nah, nah, that's not what you do." <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's excellent. Like, that's um, that's like way. That's like how I should do it. Like that's that's the right way to do it. <laughs> I'm really bad at getting deposits. I I I only will get a deposit now um if like I I get some red flags like if I'm you know in the early process of the brief and things like that and if I start picking up some red flags which I think I've become pretty good at at picking up on that stuff then I'll ask for a deposit um Otherwise, I generally don't. I will ask for a progress payment. So I, I usually, in the quote, I will have um, I, the way to do it and the way I, I do it sometimes if, if there's red flags will be um, 50% deposit, 25% on you know agreement of the design, so whatever it is that I'm designing, um, and then the last 25% on final files. Um, but otherwise I will do 50% on progress and 50% at the end. Um, how much time are we talking find, for a job? Um, yeah, that's the thing. It depends on how big the project is. If it's a small project, if it's like, you know, if it's like a, I don't know, $500 small thing, um, or even a thousand dollars and I've, I've got a good feeling about the client or they've been, you know, or I know who they've been recommended by, um, then I won't even do anything. I'll just do the job and then invoice them at the end for the whole thing. I'll even send them the files before I've got payment. Like, that's how bad Jeez, I am That's keen. Yeah, that's real keen. <laughs> but I just, I've never, I've never really been burnt like that where they've taken the files and not paid me. Um, I mean, a couple of times, but that's been on, sort of on them. They've been long-time clients who have just fucked me over. Um so, yeah, I don't know. You're way better at it than me. So, oh, if I'm being completely yeah. honest, I probably am a bit slack with it sometimes too. Like, I definitely don't do that every time. But like you said, you can kind of, if it's someone I haven't had much to do with, and you can, you can, you know, you get the red flag, then I'll yeah, definitely enforce they... it. But if there's a project that I really like the sound of, I've had a bit to do with the person. I'm pumped on it. I usually get started before I've sorted any of that out. So yeah. I'm probably yeah, just sure. trying to sound real cool and tough for this podcast, but yeah, I'm probably just as slack as you, you are did. at the end of the day. You fuck, you shouldn't <laughs> have said anything. <laughs> oh, could we cut that bit out? <laughs> yeah, if but they start I talking will... about like future work and how much work you're going to get from them and all of that bullshit, that's red flag, like. Get your deposits, yep. get your payments. That's all bullshit. Definitely. You're never going to get anything extra from them. I definitely won't it, send them the files before they've paid me, though. You're a dumbass. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I do it all the time. Like, yeah. like seriously, rarely do I wait for payment. And it, look, in saying that, at the moment, most of my clients are long-term clients. Like, I'll have a new client Such every a nice now and guy. again, like every few months. But most of my stuff is long-term clients. And if you've been dealing with someone for like five, six years, it's hard to say, oh, you've got to pay me before I give you your work. You know, like we've so, yeah, you know, it just ruins the flow story. a little bit, you know. Yeah. So you got to take it, trust your gut, take it, take it, take it slowly, and yeah. Don't let yourself. I guess the, with the um with the side hustle uh, is like my the the majority of the stuff that I do for freelance is just an illustration. Like most of the time, it's not branded. It doesn't have like a brand name or a logo or anything like that in it. So if yeah. someone doesn't pay me, I don't lose out really. Like I still get to use it for something or I at least get a Instagram post out of it. So it's not complete the end of the world for me, but I could see how, you know, someone in the graphic design world where they're putting logos together and fonts and all that sort of stuff and, um, you know, illustrations specific to a brand. I could see how they'd lose out if someone stitched them up and didn't pay and they'd yeah. given the files to them prematurely. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> nah, you're not dumb, um, man. I, I feel bad now. Why? I didn't mean no. that. I want to be like you, Nick. I want to be more disciplined with my money. My next job, I'm going to do it like that. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Do you do things which make you more money from clients, like extra services? Like, do you ever give them some, you know, sell them up on stuff? I'm going to hit you with a dead end here. <laughs> I don't. I, I read through your question there, um, and you were saying like print T-shirts and all that sort of stuff yourself, but I, yeah, I've never, never really done that. I don't really have the know-how, to be honest. What do you do? Yeah, yeah, I've done like little things extra for clients. Like, um, you know, every now and again, I'll you know, I used I used to do a lot more print print work than I do now. So like things like brochures, and if they do a big brochure run, I'm putting extra. See, that's another thing I should say now. If a client come to me for a brochure and they wanted me to handle the printing services and all of that, I would put like. A good 40% on top of the printing costs, 40, 50% on top of the printing costs, and I'd that would be mine. Um, so every now and again, I would add a little perk in there for them. So I might do them a run of stickers for nothing, or you know, I've done um, pens and key rings and things like that, just as and I'll just throw them in for free, I won't tell them, send it off to them. So that when they get the brochures, they get the delivery, they've got this extra stuff, and they're like, wow, and they get a little impressed and do you even yeah, make any make money feel bad do i make money no not really <laughs> is giving pens and shit away and giving them art well, files before they've paid well i'd usually go to the same i usually use the same <laughs> printer that i was using to do brochures or whatever and i'd be like hey what can we do for you know and it cost me like whatever 100 bucks but to them it means it, it feels like a thousand bucks you know what i mean yeah, so, might get them back a second time. Yeah, make them feel bad about not paying the invoice, you know. 
little stuff like that can go a long way. And I would only do it to clients that, you know, that I like. I wouldn't be doing it to, to everyone, but, you know, there's there's clients that, you know, you like and you want to do something extra for. I love doing that stuff. It's, I don't know. It feels good. Such a nice guy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're too nice. No. I'm a cunt and I've got to do these things to make me sleep, help me sleep at night. You can't say that um, in podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say whatever we want. When do you, the next part was when do you yeah, talk yeah. about money with a client? Um, <clears throat> that's a good one. Uh, usually it comes up pretty early. Um, I, I sort of I think most of I want to get an idea. They bring it up. Yeah, they usually ask sort of <laughs> what's this going to cost. That's usually the first question. How much is it going to cost to do this? But yeah. if they're not if they're not leading with that, I'll bring it up pretty early. Um, because I just don't want to be stuffed around either. You know, um, I want to get an idea if their budget is hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. You know, like. I don't want to be talking to them for for three weeks and we haven't talked about money yet because that would just make me too nervous. I wouldn't know what I'm dealing with. So if they don't bring it up in the first two emails or two conversations, I'll bring it up for sure. I'll be like, do you have a budget for this? Um, but, yeah, I bring it up really early. I, it's, it's part of the brief. So when I ask them to give me a brief on the job they want, I would if they, we haven't talked about money and pricing yet i would ask for their budget yeah. do they ever answer you, you on the budget do uh, they ever give you a budget sometimes sometimes they'll if they've done stuff similar before they might say oh we used to pay this person this much to do it and it's usually yeah. bullshit um they just yeah you know, i've never got pay this guy answer. 10 bucks it's yeah it's it's not it's not it's not easy to get it out of them um Sometimes you've got to you've got to sort of word it in a way like I I would say if I if they if they're really hard to get out of I would be like okay uh, give them a range like okay is your budget under five thousand or over five thousand because that's going to affect the quote I give you and the and and how I um, and what I put in the quote so um, you know if it's going to be a five thousand, a ten thousand dollar job, then I can, I can do more for that money. Whereas if it's going to be a two thousand dollar job, we could still get the job done, but it's going to be a scaled down version, and I need to know that now because we can explore different possibilities. So, no free. And then pens. they usually, yeah, no free pens, and I usually get a pretty quick idea on you know, oh, I was thinking more like five hundred dollars, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to, I try to squeeze something out of them. Um, and then you, you know, pretty quick once you send the quote, you know, if you hear back within five minutes and they say, yes, let's do it. Then you've underquoted. <laughs> if you, if you That's don't hear back. The whole then, time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've had no issues with people with money. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's like 50 bucks. That'll do. Just yeah. Give me twelve months and I'll have it. I'll have it ready for you. How about you? Uh, when do you talk about it? Do you bring it up early? You you must bring it up early, yeah. Yeah, I always get it out of the way straight away. So, like I was saying, more or less, like 
well, yeah, most of the time they bring it up. They say, how much will it cost me to have something drawn? Um, But every now and then, yeah, I've had someone say, hey, I want you to draw this. And I say, cool, that's all right. This is how much it will cost you. Or I always say, well, this is my hourly rate. Um, Something like that will cost you between, you know, it'll take me between six and ten hours, which is probably about this much money. Let me know if you're keen and I will add you to my queue. (laughs) That's literally what I write. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get nervous about it? Uh, I used to. I definitely used to worry about money. Um, But I don't know. You just ask around, man. I've asked all you guys about money side of things and, and, um, yeah, some other art friends and, yeah, you get a different opinion from everyone. So I soon come to realize that it's whatever you think, really, like, it's whatever you're comfortable with and the way you want to do it because I've tried to not so much copy other people's um, way of doing things, but, you know, picked and picked at a few different um, bits and pieces from, from people's, I don't know, theory and, uh, bi- yeah, built my own way, I guess. But like I said, it's like a pretty loose way of doing it, but it's, I don't know, it's the way I feel comfortable doing it. I don't think it has to be overcomplicated and I don't think it has to be like super awkward. I think um, like JMO was saying in that the two episodes ago, he just like keeps it super casual and friendly and you're probably more likely to land a job that way than scaring someone off with, you know, yeah. big figures and, and licensing and contracts and all that sort of shit. I don't like that yeah. stuff. And at the end of the day, you've got to be comfortable as well. Like you don't want to hate the job before you've even started it and you don't want to be, you know, because then you're, you're not doing right by yourself. You're not doing right by the client, you know, just pick a pick a figure that feels good to you. and that you're, Yeah, I you think know, I'd also tackle it differently if it was my full-time job as well. So yeah, keep that in mind, listeners. Yeah, for sure. If you're, yeah. yeah, if you're just doing this thing as a side gig then find your own way and uh don't listen to us <laughs> have you ever given a like a fuck off quote which is like you know i, I really don't want to do the job but i'm going to give you a ridiculous quote <laughs> and if you well, say I yes like that. that's fine i've done that the a few fuck times off quote yeah do you write that the on the the header at the, to- at the top of it i write it in white text in font, like a, i change my font to white and it's in the pdf <laughs> but you can't see it. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> what if I? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if they what, select um, all and copy. <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna Imagine say, what if their printers like real shit or something, and then <laughs> it just prints it out. That's good. The fuck off quote. Yeah. You know how at the um the top of a quote when you get it, it says, um. It's our pleasure to accept your, I don't know, it's worded some real nice sentence. You should just yeah. make it like really nice and then, yeah, right, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want this job, but if you're willing to pay me this much money, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I've, I've never sent of one of them. I don't think. They're There's really good for you. Like I've if you, said if... no to, though. Yeah. Um, and I next time you're going to say away, no to a job, Send one of those. It does wonders for your confidence because 
it's a good way to to because you know how it's you know how when you want a job and you're quoting it and you're worried about charging too much and it makes you nervous and you get you know scared and and you cry and you wet your pants and if you do this it's like a way of doing it with no risk you can just you just send this big quote and if they say yes you know how fucking good that feels like it's you, you got to do the job but you're going to be making enough money that you're okay with it i did yeah. it a couple of times and the first time i did it, it felt so when then they came back and said yeah i thought shit i'm worth that okay and that that made it easier to then do it on the jobs I actually wanted. And yeah, that's, that's how cool. you just start, slowly start building up without, you know, without risk. So yeah, don't say no guy. to a job. Just send them a fuck off quote. <laughs> I need to do that. I haven't had too many jobs that I haven't been, you know, that I felt like I've had to force my way through it, but I definitely had a couple. Yeah. Um, and I wish I'd. Oh, I don't know if I wish I'd quoted more, but I kind of wish I'd just said no to them instead. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just die when I'm trying to draw something, and I just not excited about it. I just can't do it. I just yeah. can't get pumped on it, and I just feel like I can't be fucked. <laughs> and I, I, uh, there was one actually that I kind of bailed on, thinking back. Um, oh, yeah. So I got a deposit from them and I was fair way into it before I realized that I just wasn't feeling it and what they were trying to get me to draw is something that I just couldn't draw. So I just wrote yeah. them a super polite email saying, look, I'm going to send you your deposit back and I can't, you know, this isn't going to turn out really well. So I um, I bailed on it and they were cool with it. So that worked out all right. But yeah. Yeah. You got to be honest uh, with them and... I did that recently, once, but... actually, for a website. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I just was in over my head. And I, yeah, had to send them their money back too. Oh, so you got a deposit for that one? No, they actually paid me. They, this this client actually paid me to do the job before it was done. They said, can you do it? Ah. How much? It was only a small job. It's like a grand or something. And they just, I said this much. And they said, okay, they wanted to pay me in a hurry it was some budgeting thing and they just said can you invoice us first and i said yeah i invoiced them they paid me straight away and then when i got into the job because it was really rushed and then when i got into the job to see what it was i realized oh i can't do this so i had to send them yeah money okay <laughs> out of your yeah. depth <clears throat> out of my depth <sighs> mm. yeah let's move you charge on. for everything you do do you charge um, for like every every change, every element, or do you like, you know, go above and beyond and do things for, you know, for nothing? Well, that's where the no quoting comes in handy. So because I use Procreate, I've banged on about it before, how much I use Procreate. It has a little trick in there where you can... Uh, see how long you spent on the canvas so at the end no matter how many changes i've made how many you know different color variations whatever i just go to that time at the end and i'll just bill them for that but oh yeah that's pretty good yeah i have had one i'm so honest aren't i 
Um, <laughs> I have had one you. which I, was, I spoke to you about before. Um, we had a bit of an awkward situation where I uh, I kind of gave a price or a, an estimate um, and I sent, I don't know if this is getting off topic, but anyway, we'll go into it. Yeah. I sent the illustration through that we agreed on um, and I said, oh, you're, I'd, I'd, I'd dealt with this um, client in the past and they'd taken my illustration, given it to their graphic designer and their graphic designer had put text around it because I'm not, yeah, I'm not a graphic designer. Yep. I don't really do text much. My, the, you know, my text skills only go so far. Um, so I sent him Bullshit. the illustration. Your text is great lately. Oh, thanks, man. It wasn't going to suit what um what they wanted though. Really, is that yeah? Yeah. Um and and I sent him the illustration. I said, "Here's your drawing. Um, give it to your graphic designer. I'm sure they can do the text again." And he said, "Oh, we don't have a graphic designer anymore. I was hoping you could do it." And I kind of went, "Oh, well, I haven't priced for that." So yep. got into this little bit of a um, conversation about how I didn't, I just was straight up honest. I just said, I don't, I don't really have that much um, experience in doing text. And it was a, it was a bent text. So it was like a, um, yep. a, a circle, you know, formation around the illustration. So I had yep. to do a heap of research on how to do that and figure out how to do it in Procreate, which is, very difficult compared to other programs, yeah. which I don't know how to use from what I was told. Um, but it took me a lot longer than I can imagine it would take like a graphic designer. Um, and at the end of the job, it was kind of an awkward conversation where I was like, well, this, you know, 10 letters took me three hours because <laughs> I drew it by <laughs> hand and had to figure out how to do it. So I was like, well, you owe me another, you know, 250 yeah, bucks yeah. or 300 bucks and it was i don't know they they paid it and that was fine but i just i almost felt like i'd ripped them off in a way where i used their money to learn something for myself but at the same yeah. time they asked me to do it so um yeah i don't know it was just yeah. a little bit awkward yeah that's a tricky one i've done that uh a bunch of times especially early on like because you're learning you know you're slower than you should be um yeah and how much do you charge them how much do you take a hit and how much do you you know try to try to get from them yeah but that's yeah i guess that's like you said that's where not quoting comes in handy yeah, yeah. and i think um the other thing with not having it as my full-time day job is if, you, if they had a said oh, no, we're not happy to pay that. I would have been like, oh, well, you paid me for the other bit. Whatever. It's all good. Move on. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I learned yeah. something. Who cares? But um, I could see yeah. how if I, you know, had to fill eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever you do and it was an hourly rate and someone hadn't paid it to me, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, I've just lost out, you know, on yeah. my working day and I'd be a bit more worried about it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard because you, you know, like some days I'll spend a whole day on something that just isn't working or it's a problem that I should be able to fix but for whatever reason I can't sort it out or there's something tricky or whatever it is or I'm not getting the right 
I'm not getting the design right that I that I want to get for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I sort of take it as a hit most of the time. Um, sometimes if I feel like, like sometimes I'll think, okay, I'll go halves with them, you know, like I'll charge them for half of the time that I spent fucking around. Um, depends what it is, but yeah, I try to sort of keep it even, I guess. Um, I think I probably should have done it that way in the end, but I think I worded it like in a sympathetic way where I was like, this took me ages and I've lost out here. So pay me yeah. this much if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> I think they just paid me because they felt sorry for me. <laughs> I should try that. Yeah, yeah. sympathy, sympathy billing. That's what that's called. Yeah. I once told a client that um, uh, I, my kids were my kids were sleeping in the car and they had they were um I had to get the heating in the, <laughs> the the heater in the car fixed so could he pay the invoice. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to do it too. Especially yeah, yeah, those airport plain. noises, you could get away with saying you just like live on the highway or something. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the dumpster outside the airport. Yeah. <laughs> they probably think I'm on my way somewhere. <laughs> we're ready to take off. Yeah, in your uh, private jet because you've just built them for seven hundred grand. <laughs> uh, um, next question. Uh, what have we got? Um, how do you structure your billing? Oh wait, have you ever had? Have you? Did we miss one? Have you ever had someone not pay you? No, I haven't. I've had to chase no. people for money. Yeah. Um. Not too much though, like just more or less just reminders. But yeah, I haven't had anyone just not pay me. Like I said before, my stuff's not really branded. So if they didn't, I'd just be like, all right, fuck you. Move on. Yeah. Use it it for something else. Yeah. Use the idea at least for something else. Change it up or whatever. Yeah. If no one's seen it, then it doesn't matter, does it? You still got, you know, it's still work that you've produced. So you can still use it for anything. Yeah, that's I true. Think. Use it for another client. Use it for your own stuff. What about you? Yeah. Someone not paid up? Yeah, I've had a few clients not pay. I've got a couple. I've got one client now who still hasn't paid. Who like live at the moment? <laughs> trying to I'm trying to get money out of him. Um, Do they have? The yeah, work? but in the, over the years, hey, they yeah, they've got the work. Oh, oh here he is. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? But they, again. Again, like this guy's like a long time client. Like I, he was like my second client ever. So I've, he's been with me for like twenty years, and like now he fucks me over. Like it's crazy. Like you know, that's how they get you. But that's ha- that happens. Um, but I've had a few clients over the years not pay me. Um, had to threaten one client once to go to court. Um, and then the next phone call I get is him telling me he's homeless. <laughs> Uh, which uh, I'm laughing because of that. Yeah, but what we just talked about. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, he wasn't homeless, but he, you know, he was in a bad spot, and he didn't pay me, and I so I just let it go. Um, just you know, broke his kneecaps and stuff, and moved on. <laughs> Mister Nice Guy <laughs> at it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, had 
clients, but most clients who haven't paid me have been clients that like have been around for a while and their circumstances have changed and they just for they can't pay me because like they're getting whatever the company's gone broke or they never really did the runner like it's always been a like a, oh, i'm really really sorry and you know i don't know maybe i'm a softie but i sort of i let most of them go i haven't really that's, that's where it's important to get that it. deposit straight up so you at least don't lose the lot i guess yeah and of all of them i've like i guess i don't know it doesn't really matter but i've i guess i've made you know enough i've made more money from them than i've lost i guess and i don't know at the end of the day what can you do I'm you've gonna, made that much I'm, money from him that now he doesn't have a house <laughs> <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i sent him broke <laughs> shouldn't laugh about yeah. that poor guy Wow, well, that guy maybe was should, an asshole, really. He was real. Maybe he you was, should let him sleep in your asshole. private jet at the airport. Yeah. Come down the airport, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the VIP section. What about, yeah. What about things like um, bank accounts and stuff? Do you have separate bank accounts for your taxes and all that stuff? Or do you just... I think you mentioned once you've got you've got a bank account for your business, whatever you make from it and spend from it. It all comes out of that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all I do. I just have one separate bank account and I have a card for it. So if I go and yeah. you know, pay for anything at the post office or some prints at a print shop or framing or whatever, I use that card. Um, everything that I, you know, um, any money I make from shops or whatever, that all goes into that account. So I'm yeah, I'm pretty new to it to be honest. Like last year was the first time I actually went in and did all the taxes for it. Before that, I was just being a bit dodgy. Hopefully, I don't get arrested yeah. for saying that on the podcast. But um, yeah, last year I just pretty much got a um, a what's it called statement from the bank of the last twelve months, and I just threw that at the account lady, and she was like, "Oh dear." <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't made that much money to be honest so it wasn't too hard for yeah. her to figure out I'm interested this year I probably made a bit more this year so I don't know I don't yeah, really yeah. know a whole lot about that side of it I'm very interested to learn more about it so I don't get stooge but with the day job basically what happens to me is that everything I make from my side hustle just gets tapped onto my uh, annual takings from my day job and then i get slogged for the whole thing so it's yeah, a bit of a you, weird it's all income set up yeah that's right so yeah, yeah you got to watch that you got to put some money aside for taxes if you're making more because you will you know yeah they, i've heard people say like 30 percent or something but i don't really know how yeah. all that works I'm not all over the you're gonna find that. out this financial year <laughs> maybe i won't <laughs> Keep it a secret. You can come to the airport too, get on a plane. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I should figure it out because then I would figure out if this is actually worthwhile or not. I'm probably losing <laughs> we're losing money each year, just paying more in tax than I am actually making. Putting all this Well you, also you you've probably had a lot of expenses with the stuff for the show this year, so that can also come out as expenses, you know. 
Yeah, so I'm definitely in pay. the red this year. Yeah. So you're probably and okay. Then, uh, um, haven't taken on any freelance stuff this year because I've been working on the show and I've paid for all the framing and stuff for the show. So I'm definitely in the negatives this year, but hopefully after the show, I'll have some money back. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm so That's scared. Right. I'm so scared of this show. <laughs> I probably won't it's even be show great. up. I'm too, I'm too scared. <laughs> you don't turn up to this show. That could be like yeah. the that could be the uh, the gimmick. You could be like the anonymous artist. That could be your thing. Invisible. Don't show up to your own show. Yeah, maybe. How will that get Nick. me anywhere? <laughs> the mystery man. You you could be like the the Tassie Devil, like, or not? Wait, is it Tassie Devil? Yeah, no. Tiger, the Tassie Tiger. Yeah, that um, it's dead. You know, never gets seen. It's extinct. It's a mystery, a myth. <laughs> You're trying to say that my art career is extinct already? <laughs> it's making a comeback. You're not making me. You're not making me feel any better about this. <laughs> um. I got caught out big time with taxes early on. Ooh. First year I started actually making money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got caught out like, and I had to pay well, like 20 grand. Um, Holy moly. Because I didn't put anything aside. It was the first year I actually made money and I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing it, making money. And then like the accountant gives me the bill at the end of the year and I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't made any tax payments that year because I was on the year-to-year thing at the time. And he's like, all right, you owe the ATO 20 grand. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And then he educated me on like putting money aside and all of that. But so I had to deal with the ATO. Kicking the balls. Yeah, it was big kicking the balls. And I didn't have 20 grand, like obviously because I'm an idiot and I spent it all. So I ended up getting into a payment plan with the ATO which I was shit scared to deal with the ATO, but they're actually one of the best <laughs> organizations I've ever dealt with. Like they're so, they just want to get paid and they're happy to take whatever you can give them, it seems. So I was lucky enough, payment plan, paid it off over like whatever, 12 months or something. And it all worked out, but that was a massive lesson. And it's it's still something I've got to be conscious of because, um, you know, years the the income fluctuates from year to year and if you're not on top of it it can get away from you and it's gotten away from me more than once like that was the big one but every now and again you know i'd get a bill for you know a tax bill for you know a few grand and i'm like shit that's more than i thought or or whatever so how do you tackle that now like if someone pays you um, after a job, do you take a percentage of what they've paid you and put it in a separate tax account or something like that or what? Yeah, I don't, I, I sort of, I sort of have to look at, I sort of got to balance out my expenses and my tax. I've been doing it sort of for long enough to sort of know what my average expenses are every quarter, um, and my income. So, I look at the income and if let's say I've had a good three months, I know, okay, this three months or is going to cost me a certain amount in taxes. So I'll put that aside. So it wouldn't, it's, it's never usually, it's not usually 30%, usually comes to around 25, around that 20 to 25. Um, 
and I'll, I'll I'll pay that every quarter. So I'll I'll adjust my my payg and pay that amount and try to get that out of the way. So there's no big surprises at the end of the year. Um, but that's hard because sometimes I'll get more income or I'll have more expenses. If I've got more expenses, it's fine because um, I'll 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 get that back. That's not like you know lost money. But if I make more, like I had a I had a a thing a couple of years ago where a company a client wanted to pay me before the financial end of the financial year, and they just wanted to, to get money off their books and into mine. And it was like twenty grand for jobs that I was going to do for the next year for them. And they're like, "Can we just pay you this month in advance?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I guess so." But that that fucked me over because that was then my income for that year. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. They got the advantage, but then and, I had. Yeah, to I was like, going to say, and they did that on purpose <clears throat> to get the advantage before the financial year. Yeah, but what am I going to do? Say no to that money? Like, and I couldn't really do anything with it so yeah it's it's a tricky one but the important thing is just you know if you could put a put aside you know a good 20 percent at least 20 to 30 percent um you should be fine but yeah don't be afraid of the ato either they're, they're pretty easy to deal with get yourself an accountant that's always i've always had an accountant um and yeah I don't know. I went and saw bank accounts. New, I've only got yeah, a new accountant last year. So the first time I've ever seen this lady. And yeah. the bit I hate about this, right, is that it was the first year I dealt with all my art stuff tax-wise. And at the end of the appointment, she's gone, all right, so you owe the ATO $500, say, or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's yeah, that sucks. Usually I get some back. And she's like, yeah, hmm. um, but because of your art stuff, you owe them this much. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. No worries. So what do I do? And she's just like, hang on a second. And then she goes, all right, I've gotten rid of that for you. So now you don't owe them anything. Like, what did you just do? <laughs> How have you just deleted that $500 with a couple of taps of your keyboard? I know. Just made, I had an accountant. It just made me think that they're just making this shit up. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I don't know. it's such you a need to get yourself thing. a dodgy accountant who would do that stuff. I used to have an accountant years ago, and he would say to me, like, sit down at the end of the year, and he would he would say, "Did you buy a new computer this year?" And I'd be like, "No, no, I didn't." But but you could have, right? And I'm like, "Yeah, I could have." He goes, "Okay," <laughs> and he'd like, I don't know what he'd do, but he'd I'd just leave it at that. He'd be like, okay. And he'd be like, did you get, what about this? Did you go on any work trips this year? And uh, you could have though. I'm like, yeah, I could have. <laughs> okay. And the, the the bill would just keep coming down and down and down. Did you buy a I don't sunscreen? Have him he retired. Yes. He retired. Se- like, 77 he bottles of sunscreen. All right, cool. <laughs> I think they're all things like they do. There's, there's like thresholds that you, if you're under, you'd like, you know what? They're not going to audit you. You know, like they just—I don't know. Some accountants get away with it. I don't know. I leave it to—I leave it to my account. Like I just give him, like I, I use um, QuickBooks online. So, and I just give him access to that and tell him what's what, what's what, what 
you know, what's business, what's personal, all of that. Yeah. And let him do it. And then when he sends me the end of the year stuff, I, I, I usually have to pay something at the end of the year. Um, but when he sends me that stuff, I'm always like, oh, did you remember this? What about this? What about that? And he's, yeah. I haven't caught him up yet. He's always on top of it. But It's all yeah. a massive stitch up. Yeah, it is. I remember yeah. <laughs> just off off topic, I remember being on a job site once and there was this concrete guy and he was just the loudest guy ever. So I was just listening to his conversation. I remember him saying to his other concrete mate, she's like, you just don't have to pay it. You don't have to pay tax. They can't make you. <laughs> this is going on and on about it. He's like, it's all a big joke. Like, just don't pay it, man. <laughs> I was like, this guy is going to get in that much trouble. <laughs> That's yeah, the I'd worst like to, advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully his mates didn't take it on board, but I'd like to see where he's at now. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> and who's oh, paying him? Like, how's he getting away with not paying tax? <laughs> Just withholds the tax and... for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck tax. But it's true. Like I've, I've 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 got I've got some I've got a mate who I was talking to him about taxes and stuff, and he's just like, I haven't done my taxes in like ten years, and I'm like, what do you mean? And like, just relaxed about it. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't get it. It's gonna end up with a dirty bill or a prison sentence. Yeah. That's I don't know. I'm I'm shit scared of that stuff. I don't know why, but. ATO scares the shit out of me, and like just banking and just money and in all general. That scares the shit it's terrifying. Out of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you use anything for your invoicing? How do you do your invoicing? Like, I use a I use a, a program called Harvest, and that sort of I I can it's sort of like a website and app, and I can use that to track my. Sorry, I just went way off topic, but I can use that to track my hours. And my invoicing can be hooked up to it, and that can then be hooked up to your accounting software and stuff like that. Do you use anything fancy like that, or do you just do it? Nah, all? you know me, dude. I'm a super dumbass with all that sort of stuff. I'd like to get around it a lot better, but I literally just have a template in some document thing, and I just fill it out every time, save it as a PDF, and send it off. <laughs> it doesn't give me any mathematical. Um, you know, nothing to do with my tax or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely need to yeah, be no, that's more right. well versed in all that stuff as I go forward. And and with your hours, you just do the Procreate thing. You don't track your hours any other way. Like, do you count no, your hours like with the Procreate, and then do you add on like for phone calls or anything like that, or you just let? Nah, I probably on? would if if I had a yeah bigger clients maybe, but I um. It's not usually that much time for me, like a few DMs or a few emails and and the occasional phone call. But um, yeah, the job I'm doing at the moment, which I spoke briefly about earlier, that's been the hardest um, communicating one I've had to do. So I have spent a fair bit of time on the old emails <laughs> uh, yeah. and revisiting things. So, yeah, that's that's the first time I've ever actually thought about that. What you just said, like charging for all that lost time, but I probably won't, um, just because it's been a bit of a learning experience. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it hadn't really 
um, popped into my head. Um, it's a, it's another thing where if it was my full time day job, I reckon I'd take it a bit more seriously. But um, just as the yeah. side hustle, I don't really worry about it too much. I'm sure you account for all your time, do you? Or do you just do all that for free as well? <laughs> no, I account for I d- most. It uh, depends who it is, but most most times I do. I account for like you know just roughly. I'll be like, okay, we probably spent about you know three hours this week going back and forward on phones and emails and meetings or whatever. And I'll just, in my monthly invoice, I won't say that. I won't be like, you, you know, you got to pay for phone calls or anything like that. I'll just put it down as miscellaneous extra and put a figure on it, whatever it is, yeah. however much time it was. So that way they don't feel like they're dealing with like a lawyer and charging them for phone calls. But, you know, it's Did still I time. ask you Let's... to... Um to itemize that miscellaneous or do they ever ask you what it is uh yeah not often like uh, yeah probably five or six years ago i had a client said oh what's this and i said well that's just communication uh going to your place for the meeting to discuss things um and i just laid it out and he said oh it's your, okay it's your I didn't free pens. i was paying for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the free pens for my for the, it's the free pens for the client I like, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just and he said oh, I didn't realize I was paying for all that, and I said yeah, look, it's all time, um, you know, it takes time to get through these jobs, and I just put it in a way, and he was like yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah, got to get paid, got to get paid, yeah, got to survive, yeah, got to cool. survive. Um, do we have any? More what about sp- spending money on stuff? Oh, do you spend? Yeah. I hate spending money. It's the worst. You're spending it all on your show now, framing. I have literally spent everything I've made in the last year on this show, so it feels disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's not even that that I hate. The part that I hate, right? This is stupid, but I hate <clears throat> the merch side of things, right? So. Yeah. I'll I'll get an order from a shop. So I only have all my stuff in one shop down here and they sell heaps of it. So luckily it's on the a lot of my stuff's tourist driven, so it's a lot of Tassie yeah. themed stuff. Um and it's down in the tourist precinct, so they tend to get rid of a fair bit of it. So they'll order a heap of stuff. I'll pay for it from the printer or whatever and they'll slog me for a thousand bucks or whatever and I'll be like, ah, I don't want to pay that. That's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have to pay for that even though it's mine. Why should you? Yeah. And then uh, I'll get a a uh, a nice little pay packet from the gallery on the last day of the month for 200 bucks. <laughs> I'll be like, that is not good. <laughs> But it's over time. It, it's it's not like they're going to sell everything, you know. That month. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's painful. I just feel like I'm going backwards even though I'm not. But it just frustrates me. It sounds dumb. And it is dumb now that I've said it out loud. But uh, No, I, like I get that. I get what you mean. So they're, they're selling like on consignment. So they pay you for whatever they sell basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. right. It's um, it's just I don't know because I don't make that much money out of it. I'll get to a point yeah, where I see 
I see the account and I'll be like, yeah, that's good. I've been doing all right lately. But then I'll get two people, you know, two shops or just that shop or something else, order some stuff or I'll get a <laughs> an invoice for printing or something and it just disappears all this money <laughs> that I've just made. And it, it makes me cry. But in the end, are you making money on it? Yeah. You must be. But yeah. just minuscule just amounts over time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just doesn't, I don't see it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah. feels like I'm going nowhere. But yeah, over yeah. time it'll. Yeah, it'll the only remedy for money. that is to get more shops on board, I think. Exactly. And then. And that yeah. comes with having more spare time and less day job, which I'm not there yet, but it's all in the works. Well, the show could be a booster for that, you know? Could be, man. I could drop a couple of days of work and, you know, deliver some more stuff to some shops and organize some more stuff. Then, yeah, I'm a bit snookered at the moment with the day job because I only have so much time with the fam and all that stuff and everyone knows how that is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What about you? You would spend a shitload of money, I imagine, on your private jet. My private jet, cardboard box. <laughs> heating, heating in the car for the kids. Um, yeah, I spend a bit of money software. So software, I use. I pay for like the Adobe Suite every year uh, or month. I pay by month. I can't. I don't even know what that's costing me now. Seventy bucks a month or something. Um, and then there's see a lot of my stuff. I mean, well, everything obviously it's all business stuff, so it can all get written off. And a lot of it's for clients. So if I do printing jobs are usually for clients i'm not doing a lot of my own printing i'll do some like i've done merch runs before um and yeah that's 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 always a bit of a pain but um i don't do any advertising luckily i've never done advertising it's always been word of mouth luckily so i don't have to worry about that um so yeah i mean yeah i guess i spend a lot of money but it's all it's got to, I need to spend it to keep the wheels going, you know what I mean? Um, yep. But I don't have a lot of overheads. Like I work from my backyard, um, so I'm not renting a place. Other than that, live pretty cheaply. So that's that's another thing. Like if you can live within your means, I know this sounds silly, but, you know, if you live within your means, it all becomes a lot easier. Um, yeah, I often wonder how you hear a lot of artists have studios and I think, how yeah. much money are you making to be able to afford a studio? I just like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy studios. That, yeah, yeah. I was tossing. I was thinking about getting a place, like before COVID. Um, thinking like of tossing up whether to build a little studio here in the backyard or actually rent a place. And ended up going for a studio here in the backyard. Um. Because the places I could have, I didn't want to really spend more than a couple hundred bucks a week, and it was all pretty crappy places. And I thought, nah, just stay at home. But yeah, some some places spend they charge a lot more, they do a lot more work, and I don't know if you can if you can manage your expenses, it will make uh, your life a lot easier, especially when starting out. So if you feel like you're starting to do something, you know, don't just I don't know. My advice would be don't just jump in and like buy a new car or buy stuff, you know, getting your um, 
expenses up. Try to keep them low while you're making money until you're at a level where you feel like, okay, you're safe. Because otherwise working for yourself, you know, it's 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 up and down. Um, you know, can all disappear at any time. So just go slow is, would be my advice. Yep, one step at a time. Yep. For sure. Um, all right, have you got any good money stories, like in general? Oh, wait, <laughs> the one some money. other questions here. Wait, wait, wait. Really? Uh, how do you price things taking into consideration commissions from a shop or gallery? This one's for you. Oh, yeah, this is this is uh one I wrote down because this is um this is <laughs> I was just talking about having them in that gallery in Hobart. Yeah. So they <clears throat> take fifty percent of the profit. So. When yeah. I first took them in there, I kind of just looked on the net at, you know, what something similar would would sell for online um, without taking, you know, too much um, consideration of what I'd be making. And the what you've got to take into consideration is what you pay for it, what they take, and make sure you're making some on top. So... I, I was making next to nothing and then in going into the shop and saying to the owners, I don't even know if this is worth my while, I'm only making this much and then have them go to me, oh, well, yeah, that's 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 silly. We can put the prices up. Like people will pay more for that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but I don't know. I was probably living in the 90s still with the pricing. Yeah, just make sure if you have stuff in a shop and they're taking a commission from it or a gallery, if they're if you're selling paintings or whatever and they're going to take a percentage of it, make sure you add that percentage onto your price so you actually make a profit because otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, good advice. I guess. Otherwise, yeah, what's the point? What are you doing? What's the damn point? Yeah. You, you got anything to say about That's that? That's hard with... That's hard with merch. Yeah, I don't really, not much, but merch is hard to price because, you know, you got to pay, you got to figure out how you how much quantities you're going to do, and you know, um, it's 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 a tricky one, especially clothing. You know, if you're doing some t-shirts and stuff like that, like it's so easy to to screw yourself up with sizes and print more shirts than you sell and. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I don't know. You just go slow, I guess. That's, yeah, that's, that's where say. the benefit but, is yeah. to have it in a shop. So I have them yeah. on my online shop, but I only keep, you know, like three or four of each size at a time because, like you said, you end up with masses of stock. And yes, you make more profit selling it yourself, but in having my stuff in a tourist precinct where there's shitloads of people walking in and out, I sell. 50 times the amount of stuff in that shop than I do on my own online store. So I might be making a smaller profit margin, but I sell more of it. So over time, it makes me more money. But merch is a hard game, man. Like you make nothing out of merch, especially if there's someone taking, you know, a, a large chunk of that profit margin. So 
you might only make five bucks a t-shirt or 10 bucks a t-shirt or i can't even remember what it is but it's not much but i guess over time it adds up so the more you can move the more money you're gonna make but yeah, yeah. merch is uh it's a tough one because it's kind of capped on on pricing really like i don't know unless yeah it's top quality shit then you're going to be doing well to get more than like 50 bucks for a t-shirt i would think (laughs) yeah i'm not paying more than 50 bucks for a t-shirt that's for sure no my wife like prices everything in t-shirts if i say oh i don't want to spend that it's going to cost me 200 bucks she like, that's only four t-shirts like that's how that's her yardstick of like value of, of what something's worth. That's good. I like so, it. Is that because you buy yeah. shitloads of t-shirts? Or what? No, I'm I'm I I I've only recently I've been buying a lot of t-shirts, but not really. Maybe you've been wearing I, the same I'm, t-shirt. She buys a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. I reckon you've been yeah, wearing that's... the same t-shirt for ten years, and she's hinting at you to buy a fucking new t-shirt. I'm like Kmart, you know, like 50 bucks. That's that's 10 T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are those yeah. companies making money when they're selling T-shirts for $5? Uh, they're <laughs> paying some kid somewhere a yeah, dollar. Massive quantities as well. Yeah, ridiculous quantities, yeah. Fucking yeah, Kmart. What should we go on to next? Good money stories? I think... You got any good money stories? Yeah, man. I don't really have any good money stories. You asked me this earlier. I was going to tell the one I told before about that awkward situation with the text, but I already said that. So this is all you, buddy. You got any... uh, Have you got any? (laughs) All right. I've got a few good money stories. I'll let you... I'll let you pick one. I'll give you a little intro for each one. Okay. So first money story... This, it's sort of my origin story of how I turned the business into sort of something serious. And it was I sort of did it by spending way more money than I'd ever made before at like the worst time of my life. That's one story option. Jeez. Another time is a time I had a client pay for half of my home renovation because <laughs> I swapped <laughs> like work for goods. So like I did the, the plan was that I would do some work and he would supply me with you know goods and services um and the other story third story option is you can hear about the worst client i ever had and i only hung around because i needed the work so you pick you want to hear about how i where i'm gonna go with yeah i'm gonna go with a because i want to know how you kick-started your business when you grew some bowls I don't want to go with B because that's, that was a dumb idea and I could see how messy that would have been. <laughs> was like, Am I right? <laughs> Not messy for me. Messy for him it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit messy for someone. And what was the third option? You didn't make that sound very exciting. Uh, so so was... the, worst, the worst client, you can hear about the worst client I ever had and I only hung around because I needed the money. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm still going to go with A. We're going to cover this worst client another time. Deal? All right. Deal. Let's go with A. All right. So, A. <clears throat> All right. So, I was 22 years old and I was sort of, you know, not doing much. I was 
I had my business going, but I was probably making, I was still living at home. No, so I was probably 21 actually at the time, still living at home. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> making, uh, I don't know how much I was probably making 20 grand a year, like doing jobs, at, you know, just mostly wasting my time, punk rock kid, just doing these jobs, uh, on the side and not doing much else. And slowly I, I met a, I met a guy who a, a Spanish guy, a bit of a mentor, who became a bit of a mentor of mine, but he was a graphic designer, was setting up his own business near where I lived. And um, I met him through an uncle of mine and he said, oh, he needed a, he wanted a graphic designer, like a, a junior to come in and help out. And it was just him, uh, just him and me. So he would do all the big work and just give me all the little jobs. And I would go in every day, smoke a pack of cigarettes, sitting on the computer and we'd just pump out work, we'd get drunk. And he had one client that was like his bread and butter. And also everything was going great. Uh, he had the, he had that one client, so he was feeding me all of the other jobs and I was starting to make a little bit more money. And um, that kept going for probably another year like that. So everything going along smoothly. And then... I started to get sick and I just like, you know, early twenties and I started to get like, I had my first problem was like, I had this crazy appendix and like my append, this is going to get gross, but my appendix ruptured and I was sick for like two months in hospital operated. Uh, and it had been inside me for like a month undiagnosed. So I was like getting poisoned and all this crazy stuff. And I was sort of really low, get out of hospital, go back to work slowly. And he starts putting me on this main client because he's sort of losing interest in graphic design. So this guy, his name is Joseph. Uh, he starts putting me on his bread and butter client, which is a, a magazine, a renovating magazine. Um, and so I start doing work for him. And about six months pass, everything's going good, and then I get sick again. Get another problem, have to go in, get half of my intestine removed, more grossness. Jesus. And, yeah, really bad time. And during that time, he's sort of covering for me and, and um, with, his, with, with, with the renovating magazine. And, um, yeah, I come out of hospital, keep working. Three months after that, I'm still not feeling good. Like I'm working, but I'm really sick. Like I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm just not well. Anyway, at the time he's Joseph's lost complete interest in this client. And he comes to me and he says to me, do you want to take over? Do you want to, do you want to have this client? Uh, and I knew at the time that he was making about 60 grand a year off this client. And he's and I said, yeah, I do. You know, I want I want this client because I knew that that would be sort of my that could take me somewhere. You know, that could be something that's stable. It would be graphic design career sort of set. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he goes, all right, uh, I'll sell him to you for forty grand. Oh. And I'd never even made forty grand before. Like, <laughs> like you know, I've gone from making like twenty grand. And he's like, I'll sell him to you for forty grand. And I'm like okay, uh, yes, I want to do it. How can we do it though? Because I can't, I don't have 40 grand to pay you. 
So we work out a payment arrangement where, you know, he would take a big slice of everything I made from this client until it was paid off. Um, and while all that's happening, I get diagnosed with cancer. So I get, because <laughs> I'm still not feeling better, I'm going to the doctors and I get diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so I'm now <laughs> in 40 grand debt that I've just said, yes, I'll take the business. And then like a week later, I get told I've, I got to do chemo and all that sort of stuff. This guy's like split. He's not, you know, he's not interested in the work at all. He's not, doesn't even own a computer anymore. He's now become a chef. So I can't rely on him to do the jobs. So I've, I'm doing chemo and all of that while like trying to produce this magazine, which was like pretty intense. Every three months, it was about eight weeks of like solid, you know, seven o'clock in the morning till, you know, 10 o'clock at night work. Like it was only me doing it. It was three magazines, um, 80 pages each magazine. Uh, had to do the ads, all the layouts, all the images, um, you know, had to do everything. So it was a fully intense job. And I'm running back and forward from chemotherapy to this office in Campbelltown to do, to do this job just to pay and just to pay that 40 grand back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my fucking story. Holy shit, man. <laughs> that is a heavy <laughs> story. My eyes yeah, it's pretty heavy. just open. Big time. <laughs> but I, I took a big know any like, of that about you. No, no, not many people do. No, well, now they do, I guess. But yeah, crazy, I um, took a risk. You know, I wasn't well and I could have gotten out of it. Like he, when I got diagnosed, he said, you know, you know, we can, you know, do something, but I just wanted to do it. Like I just, I couldn't say no. So yeah, took it on, took a risk. Spent way more money than I thought I would. Worst time of my life. And yeah. You have earned every cent that you have made. <laughs> that is brutal. And that client stayed with me for like eight years after that and was like, was my bread and butter for eight years. So, you know, kept me in the business, kept, got me out of home. Yeah, I paid off like. Yeah, he grew after, like, the magazine only grew bigger and bigger after that. And, you know, I ended up making double that amount of money within a few years just from him. And, yeah, so he was my bread and butter. And then, yeah, that's how it went. I also didn't know you were that sick, man. I didn't know that about you. That's, yeah, that's uh, crazy. And obviously, obviously you're <laughs> all good now. Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. That. no, I died. I died, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, all good. I got, I got cancer twice, so I had that, and then it came back while I was still working on it, and yeah, but after that, all good. Good man, pretty I'm crazy. Glad. But moral of the story is, I knew I could work hard. Like I knew I wasn't afraid to work hard at it. So I was confident that if I, like, I could. I could do it if I stayed alive and, you know, just back yourself. You know, if you, sometimes you've got to spend the money, even if it's scary, if you're not afraid to work hard, it can pay off. And this definitely paid off. It sort of set me up and I've been working for myself ever since. And that was like, well, I don't know. 
I'm just happy that you're ago. still alive. <laughs> and we got to make a podcast. <laughs> was that cancer. too heavy? Nah, man, that yeah. just blew me away, though. That's a crazy story. I'm glad I picked crazy A. Story. <laughs> I'm also oh, you didn't curious. hear about the time I killed my worst client. That was a murder story. <laughs> I was also curious, did the Backyard Renovation magazine end up tying in with option B, the, no. the swap? <laughs> Oh, we won't get oh, into that. Wait, then. wait. Uh, n- no, not really. Same sort of genre, but no, nah, no, nah. no, nah, not really. This guy was different guy, but yeah. Tune in All next right. week for more backyard renovation stories. <laughs> All right, before we go, let's um, let's send a bit of uh, bit of love over to um, our good mate Woke. Woke art, should we? Yeah, man. This is our first a, sort of uh, new new business venture, yeah. Yeah, new business venture. So, uh, he started a like a uh, started or took over a, a sort of a print on demand service um, called WeCreateCo.merch. So, if you go to Instagram and you look up WeCreateCo.merch. Um, You'll see his account, not much there at the moment, but he's looking to set himself up as a print-on-demand for Aussie artists. Um, he's planning to have heaps of, uh, you know, different products that he can print on and do a whole full-service POD. So, you know, he the idea is for him to have artists, um, you know, put in a, an order with him and then he takes care of everything else. So prints, sends it, um, and then just you know, invoices the artist for, for whatever the cost and all the profits. Obviously, whatever's on top goes to the artist. But, yeah. Um, Cuts out the middle man. Him today. Yeah. Such the a good he's idea, doing man. Tees, tees, hoodies, crewnecks, tote bags, singlets, all that sort of stuff. And But he's hoping to do mugs and – or he's doing mugs also. Hoping to do um, stubby holders and bottle openers and all that hats in the near future. And he, apparently he's going to have some artist pricing up soon. So head over, give him a follow. We create co.merch. And yeah, I don't know. Anything to help help artists, right? You were talking about how, you know, you'd have to pay the printer heaps. I guess if you could do lower quantities, it's still a good rate. You might um might feel like you're coming out ahead a little bit more. The print on demand thing's just so cool too because it just saves you so much time. You, uh, you order something and it just gets taken care of. You don't have to be the middleman. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool idea. And I have no doubt Woke will uh, get it going real well too. Hard-working dude, heaps of talent. Yeah, for sure. Keen as, he'll get it happening. And he's, go on, uh, and he's go on show him some love. an artist himself. Yeah, yeah. He is a very good artist. Check out his artwork. We'll uh, no doubt get him on here sometime too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, that was our first ad, sort of. Oh, was that an ad? Not an ad. Was it sort of? I don't know. Yeah. Is he going to pay for it? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, what's the point of that then? Felt like an ad. Anyway, not an ad. Infomercial. Yeah, infomercial. That's it. <laughs> well, we uh, yeah. we might wrap it up, eh? Let's. Uh... 
Hope you all enjoyed our ramblings about money. Sorry if it uh, didn't really make sense. Like we said, don't take it <laughs> too seriously. <laughs> Find your own way, but uh, hopefully it helped with some some things. Yeah, conversation will go on for sure. We'll always be talking about money, I guess. How can yeah, you I think we'll have ongoing episodes about money because it's a, a massive topic, hey? Yeah. Yeah, for awesome. Sure. All right, right. till next uh, time. Happy, happy Monday night. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, let's do it more. Next episode, let the next one. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a guest. Uh, Who are we having? Who's coming on? (laughs) We've got our buddy Hugh coming on. Uh, I can't even remember how you say his last name. Do you know how to say it? Yeah, Hugh. um, (laughs) This is embarrassing now. Hugh McKinnon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> McKinnon, yeah, he's a huge McKinnon. Yeah, huge, <laughs> he's a, another amazing Aussie artist, and he's a very talented guy. He's going to come on and have a chat to us. So, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, he's unreal. I can't wait for this chat. Yeah, should be good. We'll uh, see you soon. Yeah, cheers, legends. See you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>